Hi ladies, I'm glad you found me here at Walking in Heels. I wanted to share some of the great voices of women who have been influential in my world and in the world in general. Now we know that our POV, be it in heels, wedges, or flats, is unique and special. So I wanna celebrate that. Thank you so much in advance for listening as we delve into hearing from some strong females going places. Well, today's guest is someone that I've been uh, following for a while and really admire not only her product, but her company's ethos and sort of um, the trajectory of where she's going. And I think you're going to find it fascinating, especially if you are a tea lover. Now, I know there's a lot of tea choices out there, but you, after this podcast, are going to realize why uh, my tea drops is the one for you. Meet the founder and CEO now, Sashi Chandran. Thank you so much for joining us, Sashi. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you. You've done so much, and I know how much work has gone into this, but your tea is it's not only delicious, it's just, it's fun. It's just something about it. It's, you call it the bath bomb of tea. So just kind of give us the top line of how you got this idea. Well, I'm a huge tea drinker and it's part of my cultural upbringing. My mom is Chinese. My dad's from Sri Lanka. In fact, my dad was born on a tea estate in Sri Lanka. And so I was always surrounded by the rich tea, um, drinking tea at family gatherings, at get-togethers, and it just became something that was so integral to. It was my, a lifestyle. Yeah, my cultural identity, and so growing up, that was always something that stayed with me. But um, obviously, when you're working in a fast-paced corporate environment, it's you don't have the luxury of time to make loose-leaf tea the proper way. You know, you you're you have to kind of settle for bag teas, which just aren't as flavorful. And so that was my own conundrum. And so I just started experimenting in my apartment kitchen of making a loose leaf tea experience that was also convenient in preparation. And that's what really led me to the development and creation of tea drops. And I know you worked really hard to get your uh, US utility patent on this. So this was um, something that's very important to you as the founder, right? Because you have a great product and you don't want people to come in and sort of make an cheap, cheap imitation of, you know, my tea drops. Yeah. Well, that and also, you know, that there is some IP around it and that, um, oh, you know, if, the, if it was possible to protect it, I definitely wanted to do that along the way. So, yeah, it was definitely an all a cons time consuming. Yeah. And there's a lot of back and forth with the USPTO, but I'm very happy to say that we have the patent on it. Congratulations on that. And and congratulations really on, on what you've accomplished. I know that um, you've raised $5 million in Series A in, in 2021. So just in this year alone, you're, you're, you've raised $8.4 million for this company. That is a feat. And as a female founder and other people listening who maybe have ideas or are running their company, they want to know, how can I do that? <laughs> What, well, what, what do I need to do? It's actually really important. You know, what, what's not there or stated is the fact that for the first couple years, maybe two, maybe even three, I guess I did a seed round early on. But for the first couple years, I was bootstrapping and really figuring out the, the basics and the foundation of my business. You know, what worked, what didn't, what were the top performing products that were selling, what channels were working the best. So I do recommend that, you know, as much as you can try to bootstrap, try to just kind of um, start small to really understand what what's working for your company. Because then from there, you can all you know what works, you can always scale up, you can always then take on capital. Um, but there has to be some 
you know, foundational understanding of what's going to work for, for your brand and for your product. And that takes a little bit of time, you know, so I wouldn't rush into just trying to raise money. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the metrics have to speak for itself. The unit economics of your business need to make sense for, to bring on an investor and that mm -hmm. they see that potential. And so it really does. That's why I say, you know, start small because you can really focus on that being um, the heart of your, of your, not your business, but of your approach to make sure that your unit economics work, that things are selling well, the metrics don't lie. And then from there, you can start thinking about raising more capital. Right. And you know your audience, like as you said, and I'm sure and it's changed and pivoted, especially over the past few years. And, um, you know, tea definitely is something where uh, tea drinkers are, you know, they're pretty regular and they like they like variety. There's a lot of teas on the market. You have an amazing kind of collection. Talk me through how you come up with an idea of, you know, what what flavor is going to be the next uh, big thing. You have this amazing mm -hmm. collaboration with Hello Kitty coming out. So you have an English breakfast, an apple pie a la mode, which is like a vanilla bean, yum, apple pie. And then the matcha green tea and strawberry, which I'm having a matcha moment lately. I'm so excited that you made this flavor to try this. But yeah. you're, you're, not, you're no longer in your kitchen, I know, doing these flavors. But how do you get inspired for these amazing, you know, amazing different combinations? You know, we first start with the experience and the feeling. And I know that sounds woo-woo, but, you know, kind of original to what I said about why I love tea is that it, it really brought me to this moment. When I, when I drink a cup of tea, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, um, you know, I'm launched into this certain memory and a certain experience of what it was like to, you know, drink tea with my mom or my, at my grandma's house. It transports me, I guess is the word I'm looking for, to a moment in time. Mm -hmm. And we know that for a lot of our customers, that's the same thing, right? It's, it's a moment of self-care. It transports you into, a, you know, almost like a, a self-care moment, a time for yourself. And so we really want, that's, that's kind of how we approach products is that there has to be something experiential about it and something that transports you. So with the Hello Kitty collection, you know, we're transporting our customers um, into the early nineties when it was really kind of fun. Sanrio Hello Kitty was like totally my childhood, at least like, you know, for oh, our mine too. And I'm older than you. So I was the first yeah. generation before so then came you, back know that, you know, from the pencil boxes to the, um, everything, you know, the scented, yes. the scented erasers, there was like a certain like youthfulness to it. And that is the feeling we've tried to capture in this collaboration and that's what's we're very excited to bring to life is that there's a really nostalgic movement that we're that we're like um uncovering with the hello kitty collection and oh, i think you nailed it yeah and so that's how we think about a lot of our brand launches is that we have to be taking the customer through an experience or on a on a journey um and and so that's it's not the flavor that drives that or it's not the trend the health trend of the moment that drives that it's really about a feeling a feeling right that emotional connection and yeah. obviously a lot of people you know there's huge coffee drinker community there's a tea drinking community are you able to you think convert some coffee drinkers into tea because i love coffee but i do i also like tea as well but have you ha heard from some of your you know uh customers saying you know you just i, I tried it because of the packaging or something there was something cute oh, about definitely. this little yeah that's a, that's a, a constant point of feedback we hear a lot of people um you know Kind of switching that cup of coffee for a cup of tea 
Um, even you know, Tori Birch, the designer, has said, I'm a lifelong tea drinker. Or, I'm a lifelong coffee drinker, but this right. convert me. So we've had <laughs> a lot of um, you know, great kind of momentum there, and I have seen that shift happen. And that's that must be so amazing for you as the founder to kind of go, wow, I'm 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 doing it. Like this is this is yeah. resonating with people. It's surreal, but I also think that was the intention, you know, that I really wanted to create a different kind of tea brand that wasn't, you know, super highbrow, like a lot of those um, more uh, stuffy, yeah, heritage driven brands that are very yeah, highbrow stuffy. We wanted to make something fun and approachable. And that's really what I get to do here. And also something experiential. Well, it's definitely not your grandmother's tea. I love that. And can you talk to me because I, you know, for someone who I'm pretty health conscious, but I, you know, even I'm, I'm always learning, right? I'm always learning something new. And I'm surprised sometimes by some of the teas that I had been drinking in the past that are on these lists now of saying like, they, their ingredients aren't pure, like you cannot trust them. And they, they come off as like they're health conscious or organic, yeah. you know, I mean, that's so a big concern for me. And I actually, when I go, I won't buy anything unless it's, you know, superior yeah. quality well, because why would you tips, i would say i would really encourage everyone no matter if you buy tea drops or not but please buy organic because organic um tea really ensures that you know there's no pesticides or something just spewing on your tea it really um you know speaks to the the kind of ethical nature in which it was grown and same with fair trade if you can support fair trade organic that's very important right. to the supply chain and the other thing is that you know i'm not saying all tea bags but there's a subset of tea bags that can contain microplastics and when that's put into boiling water hot water those microplastics then disseminate into your cup of water so yeah. it's really yeah. important to really uh, also there's a lot of bleach tea bags on the market as well so just be careful and really read the label as to the type of um, you know, tea bag um, material that you're yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, it's like the old adage, sometimes you get what you pay for. But I understand that, you know, this is your health. And if you're drinking, you know, several cups of tea, and this is an overall, it does, this matters. And I want the listeners to really have that sink in. So thank you for kind of that tutorial on what, you know, some of the markers are. Um, can we talk a little bit about boba? Because, um for a lot of people here in the States, it's somewhat of a new, new thing, you know, and, you know, there's people who love it, people who don't, what do you, what do you, what are your feelings on boba? Are your consumers really into it or are they more traditional? I, you, you offer it, but who's the boba drinker, the, the convert to a boba? You know, it's really funny because it's surprising on who that customer base is. Uh, boba is becoming more uh, mainstream. That's what I was going to say, right? Or it was just, you know, very relevant to um, certain ethnic communities, obviously the Asian population, um, it, because it was originated in Taiwan, really resonated with it. But now we're seeing just a curiosity and a surge of boba consumption across really all walks of life. And so that was very, that was eye-opening for me last year when we came up with the boba deluxe kits, which we can make, it allows you to make boba at home. The is it boba or bubble tea? Because I know there's different, it depends on where you live, right? Yeah, it depends on where you live. So on the East Coast, they say more like bubble tea. Over here on the West Coast, they say um, boba. So, so fun. It's very interesting that there, yeah, there, even regionally, there are differences on um, how people term it, but it is, it is a universally loved drink we're finding, um, especially along millennial drinkers, but that's really now uh, pouring into all demographics at this point. 
all demographics. Now you are in some physical retail, like a Whole Foods, some Costco's, Cost Plus, World Market. People can find you there. Obviously, a lot is direct to consumers because we shop online. You were even on home shopping. What is your um, kind of focus now um, and where you kind of see that the majority of growth happening for your consumers, especially in this kind of post-pandemic world? And yeah, what are you focusing on? It's very complicated and we're still figuring it out, but we we have a good omni-channel presence both in uh, direct to consumer our own website and Amazon, as well as uh, some key retail partners. So you can find us in a subset of Whole Foods and Giant Store, Natural Grocers, Cost Plus World Market. Um, and we're expanding now where I think we're in about 2000 retail stores and growing. So um, we want our, you know, we want to really be where our customers shop and make it a seamless purchase experience for them. So the channels are really based on the natural behaviors are of where our customers shop, what is most convenient for them. Right, right. And you have something on the website too about finding, you know, your, your, you know, people are new to tea or want to try different things. You know, your how do you match yourself to a tea? Well, we, we kind of approach it because I told you, you know, tea can really be associated with a feeling or a mood. Yes. And you can shop by mood. You can shop by your sweet tooth. Like we have a dessert collection. So if you're in the mood for something sweet. Oh yeah. Uh, this yeah. chocolate gingerbread looks amazing. Yeah. You have the limited edition. Yeah. Yeah. So we have you shop by mood by, um, you know, by kind of health. Um, de- depending sure. on what the are, we have something that's for detoxing, but some for sleep. So we really allow the consumer to shop a lot of different ways based on their mood, um, their, their taste notes of what they prefer. You know, some people prefer fruity teas, some prefer earthy teas. So we make that, um, very accessible on our site, but you're pretty sure you have something for everyone. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I think whether you like unsweetened tea, sweetened tea, indulgent teas, or just basic teas, we really have a, a wide selection. That's amazing. What advice do you have for for women out there who are, you know, listening to your story and saying, wow, like she had a great concept. Yeah, but that all the work that she put in. And I mean, is there any advice you have for female founders out there who really, um, you know, could get some inspiration? And, and I know you said, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of hard work, which obviously I think people know, but is there any takeaways where they can say, I, I, I should go after this or how would you kind of mentor them, you know, briefly over well, this podcast? Think, yeah, this is just something you really have to want because this is not also, it's not like an overnight thing. You know, I've been, this is like my fifth, sixth year working on this. Um, it really is something that um, is, you know, just requires that sense of grit and determination there's really no other secret sauce that I found or shortcut I found other than, you know, really aligning with other founders and creating a community for yourself or where you can get insights and maybe speed up some of the learning curves. But um, it's really a day in and day out process. And, you know, I always say this this path is a is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so you kind of have to treat it as such, you know, not exhaust yourself at, uh, on the front end of the sprint but rather pace yourself, take breaks, um, train properly. Train so. properly. I know. And it's, it's, a, you know, it's definitely, um, it's very rewarding, you know, some days when, like you said, when you get your first piece of press, but then other days it's more, you know, you're dealing with supply chain or dealing with things that aren't as glamorous. So you have to take everything, you know, every day is a, a whole new set of um, opportunities and challenges, but tell um, everyone who's listening where they can find you, where they can follow you and hear everything about um, my tea drops. 
So you can find us on mytdrop.com on social handles. It's at mytdrop across Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, um, and Instagram. That's great. And my tea drop is so easy. I'm telling you, listeners, you just drop it in a cup, you add hot or cold water, and then you have organic tea and you can you can have it with sugar, without sugar. It is like such a beautiful experience. And I just think it's one of the most fun tea experiences that is on the market. It's, it's the number one in, in my book. So thank you. Thank so you. Much. Oh, thank you so much. I can't wait to see what is next for you. And I know it's gonna be a busy holiday season. So we'll check out that Hello Kitty stuff and get some things. Bring me back to the 90s, girl. <laughs> That's right. Damn in the 90s. <laughs> All right. Thanks, so much. thanks Ashi. Okay, bye. Bye.